Family, how are we feeling? Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come and worship you in a free atmosphere, a free environment, Lord. Lord, we say thank you for using different tools, different means to reaching us personally, whether it's praise or worship, whether it's videos, even videos of love. Just give me shout out to my wife for her birthday, Lord. Let, let this stuff marinate in our hearts and our minds so that we can, can bridge the two and bring proper transformation. So Lord, we ask that you have your way in, in, in just a, an amazing way. We surrender and submit all to you, for you are a good God, a wonderful God. So continue having your way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Say to your neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? I, I posted on Instagram, you know, and a lot of people were going back and forth. They said, yes, he will. And I love it because we get a lot of the testimonies, a lot of stories going on. So thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your information. But I, I'm going to switch gears today. I, I, this is the launch of uh, Gratitude. The month of gratitude, month of Thanksgiving, looking at we're in November. But I'm, I'm going to switch gears for a particular reason. So I was having a conversation with an individual, and people challenge me, especially when it comes to church and, and you know, talking to uh, people in a particular field, whether it's uh, science and math. You know, th th they say that science and math are the two main arenas that you can really learn and know things are true and, and, and factual. So you say science and then math. You, especially if you speak to real scientists and real mathematicians, they really argue the fact that this whole belief system in God. And, and, and I said, well, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, there's no, uh, one, one individual, especially a philosopher, philosophy too, they, they, we go back and forth. And he said, well, there's no such thing as truth. And I said to him, I said, is that true? <laughs> thank you. This side is, thank you. <laughs> but I said to him, I said, is that true? I said, because you, you, you gave a truth claim, and what, what's happening in society is this big move to this thing called my truth and your truth, right? And I said, wow, th 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 there's a significance with that because what happens is, and the reason why I'm going this way because we're going to talk about, you know, uh, the dignity of a person. We're going to go back into Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26, and with, with, with saying that, there has to be a truth that supersedes and, and, and is superior than anything else. Because if, 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 the, if truth is relative, right, and I told this person, so this person, let me go back to the story. So this person said, well, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. I said, that's hard to govern a society and keep order within that society if, the, if your truth and my truth. So I, said, so I asked him, I said, what is your definition of, of truth? They say, you know, honest, honest answers, uh, honest information. And, you know, a lot of scientists say, well, you know, based on some of the, the definitions that you can only really have a, a certain level of truth because you, your perception and your ability to see things are governed by and filtered by a lens. So that lens this, uh, hinders your ability to see the truth. I said, but there's still certain things that are true no matter what they are. And I said, the reason why it has to be a, a, a definitive place of truth is because we have to land as a human being at a place where we can resolve certain issues in society that responds to this whole idea of truth. I said because if your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, then it's okay for me to think a certain way of you and not be held accountable for thinking a specific way if it doesn't line up with your truth. I said we're going. To, I, 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 you know, I was watching this show called Lie to Me, right? And it's an old school show, very good show. And, and this guy, he goes through the the uh, this, uh, he, he's a 
He, he, he studies micro expressions to tell if somebody's telling a lie. He said, I can't tell what the truth is. He said, but I can tell you what a lie is. I can tell you when a person's lying. So even in the science realm, they, they wrestle with this whole idea of the truth. But I believe that there's certain things that we can understand and say that there's truth definitively. You know, and then you go, I'm giving you the different arguments. You got philosophers say, well, well, how do we know? He said, first of all, can we discover truth and is truth knowable? Right? And this is the argument that we deal with. But I, I, I want to go somewhere in 15 minutes just to really land. And we're going to jump between two ideas, two concepts. And with that idea and concept, let me just give you some definitions. Right? Just to guide our conversation. So truth, number one. I switched this up so I don't have my PowerPoint up. I, I was talk, we're going to talk about gratitude, and, and, and we're going to talk about what we call the attitude of gratitude. But today, let me give you some definitions that will help you as we govern through this conversation. That which corresponds to its object. Truth is that which corresponds to its object. And like I said, we're going somewhere with this. Truth is that which describes the actual state of affairs. And this is very significant. Make sure you get that definition down as we go into the, uh, to another discussion. Truth is that which describes the actual state of affairs. And why is this so significant? Because once again, if I come up with my truth describing the actual state of affairs, and then I, somebody comes up with another truth describing the same actual uh, uh, set of affairs, then there's a conflict. And in order for us to resolve the conflict, we have to land at a place of definitive truth. I'm going somewhere, don't worry. That's like when, <laughs> the third definition I give you. Truth excludes its opposites. Write that down, that's significant, please. And the reason why that's significant, because people say, well, well, well uh, don't all roads lead to Jesus? I mean, lead to God? Aren't all religions true? You haven't heard that? I'm, I'm the only one who, who... Thank you. I need, I need some you know, people talk back to me. Say to your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Talk back to Pastor Jamal. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we had this conversation. You know, you got, you got uh, individuals on TV, so all, all, all roles lead to Jesus. I mean, all, all roles lead to God, and, 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 and all the religions are true. But the problem is, if everything is true, there's the, um, the, the conflict because something has to be wrong in order for something else to be true. Right? So if Christianity is saying a specific way to get to God and, and, and there's a specific path, then that conflict, con, um, conflicts with another methodology, then one of them has to be wrong. One of them has to be able to express the true path to God and the false path to God. And both paths cannot be the truth and correspond with one another. Somebody says, well, 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 how do you know that? I said, because if, if, if two things mean the same thing, but expressing two totally, totally different things, I said, there's a problem. So you can't tell me that Jesus is the only way, and you, can, you can't tell me that Buddha is another way. See, because in our Bible, it says Jesus is the only way. Right? So what happens is anything outside of Jesus being the only way, it becomes illogical. 
That's why when people say, oh, faith, faith is, is, is illogical and unreasonable, I said, no. I said, all, ba- all faith, well, our faith is not running around blind and foolish, but it's built on evidence. All right. Let me. Another, another aspect of truth. Truth is, in, is, is never invented, but only discovered. What do I mean by that? The laws of logic, right? A, a, an individual, we were having a conversation, and he said, well, well, well laws of logic uh, do not prove that there is God. I said, well, no, actually, laws of logic prove that there's a God. And he said, well, how is that? I said, because laws of logic is not something that we create as man. So therefore, laws of logic lives outside of the existence of man. So you take away man altogether, there's still laws of logic. And in order for you to have laws of logic, you had to have somebody that stands outside of. Okay. <laughs> All right, another one. Truth exists outside. of anyone's knowledge. What do we mean by that? Jamal Bernard is standing in the stage right now, right? Even though the people in China don't know that I'm standing here, but it's true outside of their knowledge. So, and, and, and some people are like, okay, right? So no matter what, truth is truth. Like, like that's why somebody says, well, well, well uh, uh, gravity, it's something that you came across, right? There's certain laws. All right, and the reason why I went there is because my, my dad has been preaching this. He said, Jamal, you need to talk about this. And this. You need to express it. He said, because there's some things that... So we, we, we discovered that truth is, 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 is real, right? We just, we, we've discovered that, correct? CCC? Yes. And we have discovered that there is a specific truth that is outside of anybody's opinion, Right? The reason why we don't want truth to be a part of somebody's opinion is because opinions change. And whenever opinions change and they're supposed to be your truth, that means the truth will change. And if truth changes, there's no foundation that we can build anything on. Right? So, so, so you need a solid, consistent path of truth in order to build something foundationally. Right? So I got a question for you. And my father, you, know, he, he, you might have heard him speak about this. Are men and women equal? You, you cheated because you probably heard my dad talk about this. <laughs> Let's talk about in the marriage, in, in, in the marriage arena. Are men and women equal? Balcony, balcony. Are men and women equal? You know, you were there. No. <laughs> to, an, to an extent, are men and women are equal to an extent. To what extent? Because that means that once the extent is reached, then the, 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 the equality changes. And then we, we, cre- we create another problem. Right? CCC, are, are men and women equal? Those who haven't heard my dad preach this, <laughs> like y'all are cheating. Don't, don't turn to your neighbor. This is when I don't want you to talk. <laughs> right? Because look, 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 look. Let's go to Genesis chapter Chapter 1, verse 26, real quick. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm excited. There's, there's, there's something going on. You know, and, and I think that 
I had to build a foundation of truth real quick. I rushed through it. The audio is available. Our audio, most of our audio, is available on our app. So if you want to go back to a service that we have, you've heard before, go to the app. On our app, CCC Long Island, there's an app. You can go to the app, and you can just uh, stream it live. You know, I told Daddy, I told Daddy, I told Dr. Bernard. <laughs> he said, you're not charged? I said, no, we are here in Long Island. We don't have the technology. It costs more to get the technology than just give it free. So we're going to give it to you free. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Says God spoke, I mean on the message Bible, it says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image. Now, right there, we can have a conversation about who's our. But because we don't have enough time, we're going to keep it going. Make them reflecting our nature. Say they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and, the, and yes, earth itself. And every animal that moves in the face of the earth. God created human beings. And I like the Message Bible because it really gives a, a, a specific area or, or region of governmental control that human being has. And I'm going to explain that no, in two weeks because I got to go. You know, don't worry, we're going somewhere. This is what happens when I'm, I, I, I've been doing some deep, deep, profound studying about God's Word and what role it plays in both the spiritual realm and the physical realm. And I've been really doing a lot of study on the relationship between God and man and the antagonistic relationship between man and Satan and why it's there. You want me to give you a little reason why it's there? Because Satan was present in that part of the conversation where God said, let us make man. And it gives a breakdown of all that man's going to be responsible for. Satan had a problem, but we're going to talk about that later. I know, I'm doing bad, I'm, I'm misbehaving bad today. You know, I got you like, what, what is he talking about? Read your Bible. <laughs> so think, think about it. Satan is here and God has this conversation. He says, look, let's make man in our image. Satan is there. And he said, this is what man is going to be responsible for. He said, man is going to be responsible for the fish in the sea. The birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself. And every animal that moves on the face of the earth, God created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them man, male and female, and God blessed them. So once again, are men and women equal? So write this word down called ontological. Ontological, O-N-T, illogical. <laughs> Come on, saints. O-N-T-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. O-N-T-I-G-O-G-I-C-L-A-L. O-N-T-I-T-O. O-N-T-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Can we put that up there? Right, I'm going to write it on the board today. <laughs> O-N-T-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Ontological. Right? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Write that down. Ontological comes from the 
a ph- the philosophy, what philosophers would call the metaphysical state of being. It's a discussion. So basically what they're saying is, on, 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 and I'll give you the, 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 the definitive definition and I'm going to explain it a little further. It says, relating to the branch of metaphysics, dealing with the nature of being. Somebody's saying, what is metaphysics? <laughs> metaphysics is an aspect of philosophy where we can understand uh, the, the, the whole thing about existence, right? Because you got, you got some philosophical arguments that people say that, 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 that what we see is not true reality, right? What, what, what we're dealing with, is, it, it, it's not true, and, and this, is, this is some type of, uh, of, of, um, of something that we're conjuring up in my mind. So you are not really existing. I really don't exist. And then you got the other argument saying, no, we really exist. And this is how we can tell that something exists. So without having to do a full course on it, metaphysics is saying we exist. Ontologically speaking, means that we exist together equally. So on an ontological perspective, we are created equal. We have our, our equality in being, but functionally... So ontologically speaking, we are equal, right? And what do I mean by that? And, and this is why truth matters. Because if we're ontologically equal across the board, male, no male, no female, no, 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 no color, no economic, you know, economics doesn't play a role. No matter what, we are born with this, 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 this understanding that I am worth and I am valued by someone and something. A base core line of who we are as individuals. So when I step into this world, I have ontologically a worth, a value. I exist ontologically, meaning something to someone who we believe is God. So, when, and that's why we had to go through the whole idea of truth because if it's true, ontologically, I am worth something. Right? It can't be your truth and my truth because then what happens is you'll choose when to assert your truth in a state of convenience and therefore I don't like you so therefore you are not worth. Right? But based on our understanding, ontologically speaking, based on truth, if it's true for you, it's true for me. I am worth something no matter who I am, no matter where I'm born. No matter what economic status I'm born into, I am still worth something. I have a specific value. And if I have a specific value, then you are required to treat me in a specific way. Sorry, I'm running out of time. See, so individuals are like, oh, your truth is my, your truth and my truth is my truth. And when you have that, there's a conflict that's created. And if the, that's why when people say, well, how about this? There's no such thing as, as, as uh, objective morality. There's only subjective morality. Right? If there's only subjective morality, you don't have the right to be offended. Oh, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. He's almost finished. Just keep, keep, keep up with him. Okay, so you got morality. 
Objective means that it's, it's, it's consistent, it's fast, and it's hard. It doesn't change no matter who it is, no matter what it is. It, it, there's a standard, right, in that standard. But subjective morality says it changes based on whether, whether you got the consistency theory, whether you, whether you got the whole idea of, of, of just making decisions to be more moral and not. But for us, we believe that morality is objective. If morality is objective, there has to be a standard in which we operate. And the standard has to stand outside of man. Right? So if, because when people say, well, morality is, is subjective, then I tell them they don't have the right to be offended. Because if it's subjective, then your morality and my morality is totally different. If, 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 if it's subjective, then, then, then in, in, in a moral state, Hitler should not be condemned. And that's why we have to create a baseline on the idea, one, does truth exist? Two, can it be known? And three, is it consistent? And number one, yes, truth does exist. Number two, truth can be known. And number three, yes, it is consistent. Because in our word, it says that God created man and his likeness. He said both male and female. And what did he say at the end? It is good. And you can't tell me that there's such a thing as subjective, objective, or your truth and my truth. Because if there's no baseline on which we can operate... We can't build a correct society in which to function. Somebody said to me, well, well <clears throat> I put it this way. The exception can work, but the exception should never become the rule. If the exception becomes a rule, then what you do is you, you, you create a foundation within society that is built on a constant change. And there's certain things that are in society that can't be built on something that constantly changes. And what, what is that? The understanding that all humans are worth dignity and respect. Amen. But yet, we have individuals, especially the millennials and the Generation Z that's coming up, and they have, a, they have grasped this idea of, of relative truth. And they, they, they are the ones that are going to start dictating the policies coming up and voting for certain things. They got, they're one of the loudest voices in, in, since the baby boomers. And if we don't check this, especially from a, 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 a Christian perspective, then we're going to run into some serious problems. And some people say, well, I don't have a problem with that. Well, yeah. What are you going to do when you're 70 years old and you live in a society that they, they, they took everything from you? Some individuals have to go back to work. That's why you see them so many at Walmart, so many at, at, at Lowe's, at Home Depot. Uh, individuals, Golden Saints, Senior Saints, not because they just want to get out the house. They have to work. So truth can be known. Truth exists. And truth is consistent. Because if we can't build, create that foundation, everything else we say has no bearing. So that's why I told the professor, he said, well, truth doesn't exist. I said, is that true? Because once you negate the existence of truth, then anything you say can't be true. So God said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. Let them have dominion, bear fruit, multiply. And at the end, he said, it's good. So ontologically speaking, we are equal. But functionally speaking, we are different. Let's close our Bibles.
I pray that you got something out of this. And I know it was a little choppy, but I had to build up to get to where we wanted to get to. That's why I tell husbands and wives, I said, you got to understand, let the truth be foundational. So if y'all are both equal and y'all deserve worth and dignity, then you'll treat each other a certain way. But once you see a superiority or, or, or one super, superior than the other, then there's a problem. There's a conflict. And then the person who is superior will assert their superiority over that individual and make them feel a certain way and treat them a certain way. <laughs> Somebody said, the day ain't going to work. You know? <laughs> See, that's, 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 a, that's an old school frame of thought. I love old school marriage. Old school marriage is good. You know? Some of that new school marriage, I'm like, okay, there's some issues with this. You know? Let us stand. See, this becomes, this creates a, a, a framework of how you start seeing life. You know, this, this affected me so much because I was that type of driver. I don't like letting people uh, uh, jump in front of me. And I'll see that signal. I'll act like I'm seeing it. <laughs> and I'll keep moving forward. Oh, you want to? My bad. <laughs> because the person who is currently in front of me, I've assessed how they drive, so I'm comfortable with the way they drive. The person who's coming in front of me that wants to drive, I mean, I don't know how they drive, you know, so it's going to mess up my comfort uh, zone that I've created driving behind this one individual. I'm the only one who thinks like this? Thank you. I got some witnesses. But when I started looking at things from a perspective of ontological existence of being and work, and, and I started to say, okay, well, that person started giving them breaks. So even the way I help individuals comes out of understanding that they're worth the help that I'm giving them. There's no longer a burn like, oh my gosh, I'm going to help this person. <laughs> so there's a framework that's created. And the worst thing about it is when the world has this framework without knowing God and operates from this. And you don't see it in the church. That's a scary state to be in. When the world is given more grace than the church, that's a problem. When the world is being more accepting of the person more than the church, that's a problem. Because when it comes down to it, you know, look, 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 you know, speaking to the elephant in the room, even in spite of the lifestyle, they're still worth dignity and respect. So we look at this, but they say, well, we'll deal with the lifestyle later. This is, this is something that is an issue because it's antagonistic to certain things that the Bible says. But you as an individual, you should be treated a certain way. Yeah. What are we going to do to respond to this world that has lost sanity of life? They don't value life the same way. People can get killed easily now. I feel like we're going back to the wild, wild west. You know, you get killed, you get shot in Wild Wild West for dealing the wrong card. <laughs> or you get shot for calling the man a cheater. You call me a cheater? Let's go outside. Pow! That's what I feel like we're going to because of the level of sanctity of life has changed. There's two things I think that if we continue in the, in the society, the sanctity of life and the sanctity of marriage, those two you'll see a change 
and how the society functions. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people. You're an awesome God, a wonderful God. Lord, so I, I, just, I just say thank you for using me as a tool, a vessel. Lord, just bless us, anoint us afresh. Give us opportunity to go and understand that people are worth value, esteem, and respect. And it's not a relative truth, but it's a truth that has been given to us from the Bible. A consistent, knowable truth. So we ask that you have your way, anoint us afresh. And we say thank you for who you are and what you are. And as long as the church is thriving, there's hope for society. So just bless us as we are your hope dealers and your grace distributors. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Come on, say it. This Bible, this Bible is our primary. Wait, okay, we're going we're to say this like we mean it. This Bible, this Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible, this Bible is our rule of conduct. Our rule of conduct. This, Bible this Bible creates a lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.